You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the, watched the work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that coach didn't take the <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, Tuscaloosa. It is 6 a.m. A little bit early this morning. My name is James Ludeman, hanging out with you here this morning for the Martin Houston Show. I'm filling in for Martin today as his son uh, has a uh, has a visit this morning. And uh, so we're going to uh, pray and, and, and hope that that goes well today. Uh, But it's good to be with you. Good to be with you on this Tuesday morning. It's a little foggy outside here in Tuscaloosa today. Hopefully you are doing well. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. And hopefully you are encouraged this morning. Uh, Hopefully you are doing well wherever you are listening, whether you're listening to us uh, in the car uh, here in T-Town, or if you're listening on the free Tide 100.9 app, if you don't have that app, what is wrong with you? It is free, and it's amazing. And you get all of your updates, including some things that we're going to touch base on today. Uh, just to give you a preview of what you're going to see, we're going to be joined here in just a little bit by DC Capstone of the DC Capstone Report, and he is going to come and touch base with us and get you ready for a huge matchup. This coming Monday, Alabama facing off against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And uh, I'm going to tell you, that matchup is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. But before we get there, we have some other important things that are taking place tonight. Actually, two really important things that are taking place tonight. Number one, the Heisman Trophy will be awarded tonight. And... For those of you out there that, you know, are online, uh, I saw an article last night on CBSSports.com, and they took a Heisman Trophy straw poll, and the finalists for the Heisman Trophy, of course, as we know, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, Florida Gators quarterback Kyle Trask, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and wide receiver Devontae Smith for Alabama. And the straw poll that they did last night had Devontae Smith winning winning the poll. But the interesting part was actually in this straw poll on, on who came in second. And it was Trevor Lawrence. Now, 
you have to take into account that this this voting was done before the college football playoff. Now, I am I am one of the opinion that they should not do the voting before the college football playoff. They should wait until after the national championship to do the Heisman Trophy. And and I've said that for a while. Mainly because I want to see things like what we saw in the Rose Bowl. I mean, it's it's very difficult to come in and to vote for a guy based on just, you know, seeing the regular season. But then you'll have a record-breaking performance like you did in the Rose Bowl where Devontae Smith had three touchdowns in the game, which which was a record, by the way, for Alabama. And I just think that that would be an interesting way to gauge the talent, to gauge what happened. Because here's the thing. If you voted for Kyle Trask before the SEC championship game, which is when all of the votes were – it was it happened before that. Or, excuse me, not, not the SEC. It, it happened before they played their bowl game. And Kyle Trask did not look good against Oklahoma. Now, granted, he was missing four receivers. Cadavius Tony, Kyle Pitts was out, things like that. But he didn't look good. And if he gets any kind of Heisman vote, which I don't think he will, he's not going to win the Heisman. But it's hard to gauge based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Trevor Lawrence, for instance, last week against Ohio State, he got his butt whooped. And it wasn't even close. It was terrible. Credit to Ohio State. They took care of business. They did exactly what they wanted to do against Clemson. And I won't lie to you. I was one of those people, similarly to Martin, that stood there and said, you know what, I don't think Ohio State needs to be involved in this playoff, I don't, and I I said that because of the wins. But man, when you go out and you take Clemson to the woodshed, Clemson is not a bad team, everyone, and we know that. We know that, but Trevor Lawrence for Heisman, I don't see it happening, and. I think right now this is Devontae Smith's award to lose. And I'm going to be interested to see how that goes as the Heisman presentation is tonight. So it should be very interesting to see. DC Capstone coming up at 6.15. He's going to hang out with us throughout the duration of the show. But let's go ahead and jump out to the phone line this morning. And uh, you'll have to tell me your name and where you're from because I'm I'm also producing uh, this show. But let's go ahead and bring in our hey. our first guest. Who we got on the line this morning? Hey, hey, this is Pat from Tuscaloosa. Hey, but look, hey, I want to hold for DC. We do talk to both of y'all at the same time. If you can put me back in the green room, I would appreciate it very much. Sure, I'll put you back in the green room. That'll work. All right. Well. Got a guest on, ready to talk to D.C. already, and that's exciting. The other event that's going to take place tonight is Alabama basketball. 
And we're going to talk to D.C. Capstone about that. Alabama basketball coming off a huge win. A huge win against Tennessee on Saturday. Ranked Tennessee, by the way. And, boy, it was it was working. You know, I, I, I love... I love the three-point shot. I do. I, I, there is nothing more that I like to see than a bench stand up and, and, and hold up the three and it actually go in. I love it. But I'm going to tell you, the, the old saying, live by the three, die by the three, it's very accurate. And... Sometimes this Alabama men's team really lives by the three and it, and it works and it, and it worked on Saturday in Knoxville. John Petty was on fire from three last week and when it works, it's great. But when it doesn't work, it's tough and you have to adjust. And I think, listen, I think Nate Oates doesn't get enough credit for how good of a coach he is. I mean, he has taken this team. Granted, they've you know, and they've lost some tough games. I'll I'll give you that. But he has taken this team and built a new identity for Alabama basketball. People are excited to see this team. Coleman Coliseum last week against Ole Miss. I was there, and, and it was fun. It was fun to watch. And they won that game. They beat Tennessee, and Coach Nate Oates, one of the things that he said was, you know, we scheduled harder non-conference opponents so that we could be ready for conference play. Tennessee is a difficult team to play in the conference. The team they're playing tonight, Florida, they're a difficult team to play. Kentucky, although Kentucky has had their share of struggles this year, they do not look good, people. And that that that's difficult. But Nate Oates is doing something at Coleman Coliseum, and if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Because this team, and and I'm not ready to say that they're going to win the SEC or that they're, you know, going to make the Final Four. I, I I think we still have a long way to go before we get to that process. But they're building. They're playing at a high level. They've done exactly what they've needed to do through two SEC games, and that's win. You win your SEC conference, you you get to the SEC tournament, and you don't know you never know what could happen from there. I think this is a team that's that's close. I don't know if they're all the way there yet, but they're close. They're close to being the dominant Alabama basketball team that we hoped that they would be. And I credit that to Coach Oates, who's completely come in here. And change the culture. And we're going to talk to D.C. Capstone about that here in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about the Heisman. We're going to talk about the potential, the potential, as reported yesterday, that we could be getting Jalen Waddle back for the national championship game this, this Monday. Now, there are reports that he has been back to practice. Those are just reports. They're nothing official. But boy, how big would that be? 
And and, he, and if he does come back, what is his capacity going to be? It's, it's probably not going to be much. They're not going to push him, I don't think. Because I think Devontae is too locked in right now to to have anybody else kind of come in and take that number one role. But Jalen Waddle is a name. Jalen Waddle is a guy that, that if you're a defense, you have to watch for because he's he's explosive. And if he's able to come in and contribute for this team, I think it's only going to help Alabama's chances against a very good defense. Ohio State's defense against Clemson was was great. Now, they have their problems. They struggled against Northwestern. They struggled against Indiana. But, boy, they look good against Clemson. And, and that's the thing. They play well when it counts. You know, those other games, sure, the one game was for the, the, the Big Ten title, but but this is when it matters for Ohio State. This this time right here. And they came out last uh, Friday, and they did exactly what they hoped that they would do. That's dominate up front. And the other big story is we were we were concerned about Justin Fields being able to play in this game because of the targeting hit that he took. And for all intents and purposes, it looks like he's going to play. And that just, again, helps Ohio State more than anything else. Because Justin Fields is a playmaker. And I don't want this to be like the sound like the I love Ohio State show. But they have, I'm telling you, they have playmakers. They have guys that are very good. The secondary for Ohio State is very good. Alabama will need to play a 100% perfect game on Monday night at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami in order to win the national championship. This is not just going to be one of those usual, at least as far as I know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see this being a, a game where Alabama just dominates from the opening quarter onward. This is going to be a tough test. Definitely the biggest game of the year as well it should be. Definitely the biggest test for Nick Saban and company. And something to where if they win this one, they're going to earn it. 13 wins potentially this season if they win this game. 13 wins. An SEC-only schedule. An SEC championship. And hopefully in a Rose Bowl championship. And then, of course, hopefully they'll be able to work it in to get a national championship on Monday night. So we'll talk to D.C. Capstone about that. We'll talk about some Alabama basketball. Also, while D.C. is on, we're going to take your phone calls at 205-342-9904. We're going to go ahead and jump to break. Coming up on the other side from the D.C. Capstone Report, we will have D.C. Capstone join us. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show. I'm James Ludeman filling in for Martin Houston on Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The towns of Nissan Traffic Center, very foggy conditions as we kick off our Tuesday morning. Delays on 2059 westbound between Skyland and University Boulevard exits. Slow down and be careful. And if you see other conditions, give us a call. Start the new year right with brand new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. 
The weather stays dry today with a good supply of sunshine, the high 57. Clear tonight, the low at 31. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 58. Then for Thursday, wet weather is back, cloudy with occasional rain likely. Thursday's high at 50. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. to the Martin Houston Show. I'm James Ludeman filling in for Martin Houston this morning. And uh, joining us right now on the hotline, we're going to bring in our very special guest from the D.C. Capstone Report. It is D.C. Capstone. D.C., good morning. How's it going on this Tuesday? Oh, doing great, James. Glad to be here this morning. Hope you're doing well as well. Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Hanging in there. It's uh, a little little foggy out this morning but you know uh everything's going well here on this end um so let, let's kick start the conversation here just real quick and and I, we have a caller here and we'll take in just a second who's been waiting to talk with you but um i wanted to ask your opinion tonight is a big night for alabama athletics uh for the heisman trophy we have uh, uh obviously mac jones is involved in that and then of course uh, who I believe is the favorite and who a lot of people believe is the favorite, uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, so do you think this is basically Devontae Smith's award to lose at this point, or you think there may be a surprise possibly with a, a Trevor Lawrence? I mean, how do you see this one going tonight? Uh, I think without a doubt it's Devontae Smith's uh, Heisman Trophy. I think that's been, uh, you know, if anyone else gets it, it'll be a surprise to me and to a lot of other people. I think CBS did a uh, straw poll yesterday of the ones that took took a vote, and and they uh, uh, they overwhelmingly Devontae Smith ran away with. It. But probably the only surprising thing that came out of that was Trevor Lawrence came in second, which I think that that's crazy. I think Mac Jones is probably your clear second choice. But uh, I think him winning the AP Player of the Year, a lot of AP writers voted in that. Uh, I think that it's pretty much Devontae Smith. And, it, and you're right, it's a big night for Alabama football. What's a big night for wide receivers? You know, no wide receiver has won the Heisman Trophy since 1991 when Desmond Howard did. He was such a great playmaker with the Michigan Wolverines. And now we have Devontae Smith, who, in my opinion, and I've said it on my blog, I've said it on my podcast, I've said it on Twitter, and I've said it all year, that I think I thought he was going to prove to be the best wide receiver uh, in the history of Alabama football. And I think as he wins the Heisman Trophy, he'll put an exclamation point on that, uh, on history. And I think him coming back, uh, made a really good decision, and I think he's he's helped himself out. He's created value for himself, uh, and I think the Heisman Trophy tonight ceremony will create value for himself, but also for Alabama football for years to come. You think about 
some of the wide receivers that have come through this town. Uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, just to name a couple. Um, to me, and you said that, you know, Devontae Smith, by winning this award, and I think even maybe a little bit before this, uh, could be obviously the best wide receiver to ever come through Alabama. I mean, is that something that when you say that and when you think about that, uh, it just kind of takes you back to all of these great receivers that, that not only Nick Saban has had, but who have come through here in, in their career? Yeah, I said that on my podcast this week, and I don't say that lightly. I, I've been talking about this for several weeks with Martin about how I've, I've gone out on limb, you know, way back in the middle of the season and say that Devontae Smith is the best wide receiver in Alabama football history. And I don't take that lightly. I'm, I'm very familiar with history. I go all the way back to Don Hudson. Uh, you go back to, uh, you know, uh, Ray Perkins, Ozzie Newsome. Uh, you know, Alabama wasn't, under Bear Bryant, wasn't a, a throwing team. They were a running team. So you go all the way up to uh, Nick Saban era to get the contemporary wide receivers like uh, Julio Jones and, and Calvin Ridley and uh, Mari Cooper, who, hold, who held every record up until this point. Uh, then you got uh, you know people that haven't really proven himself in the NFL yet, like Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs that came through were fantastic wide receivers. But Devontae Smith has, uh, has already accomplished more uh, than than any wide receiver in Alabama history. And tonight, uh, it, when he wins the Heisman Trophy, I just think that uh, puts an exclamation point on his career. I want to ask something, DC, that that I think is interesting and this kind of ties into what i was talking about before the break and and we're going to get to our caller here in just a second but i want to ask about this first there is a an opportunity uh a possibility that Jalen waddle uh could be back for the national championship game there are some reports that came out yesterday uh that he was back practicing um just kind of looking in hindsight now do you think Devonte smith wins this award or, or is even kind of involved in this scenario had Jalen Waddle not been injured? I, I think the uh, Jalen Waddle's injury definitely gave Devontae Smith a, a different stage to be on because it was a stage where everybody was watching him and everybody felt like the pressure was on him and he handled it really well. So I think it definitely enhanced his ability. But, you know, we've seen glimpses of his brilliance since he was a freshman. Uh, and then la uh, last year in his game against Ole Miss, and then this year's game uh, really proved to be that uh, uh, you know how a go-to guy he was. And he was already Mac Jones' go-to guy when he needed to get the ball. Uh, so I, I still think that uh, he was uh, on on the verge of making the national headlines. But I think the Jalen Waddle injury definitely helped catapult him into the spotlight. All right, let's jump out to the hotline this morning. Uh, let's go ahead and bring our, our first caller on. We got Pat on this morning. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, DC. Good morning, Pat. Uh, always great to talk been, to you. Yeah, man, I've been holding for you for a while. That uh, uh, you know, you just you mentioned the Wizard of Oz. That uh, hey, he didn't have the kind of speed coach that Devontae has. Uh, hey, I you know, hey. Alabama speed program might ought to get one or two of them Heisman votes, too. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I was going to say that, Pat, and I'm glad you brought it up. And I think all of us need to recognize uh, what Coach Saban did when he brought in uh, the new strength and conditioning coaches, uh, Dr. Ray and, and uh, Dr. Ballou. They, uh, those two guys and their, pro and their whole program, has made a difference in every player on this team, but you can really see it in the in the players who have bought into it 
and have, have saw quick results. Devontae Smith is one of the players that I believe saw quick results because he was in already in such great shape. But the fine-tuning they did created such a, a greater quickness of him off the line. Uh, you know, last year they said he had sneaky speed. Uh, this year he not only has that sneaky speed, in other words, sneaky because no one thinks he's that fast, but he has a quickness uh, that's really impre- uh, and, a, and a move off the line that's really improved. And I think that's a. a I think they uh, should get a lot of credit for uh, for what they brought yeah. to this Alabama program. Yeah, uh, exactly. But uh, and then you also brought up Julio. Had Julio. Hey, you can't coach six four. You either got six four, you don't. And had Julio had that kind of extra coaching, oh my lord. That uh, you know, but hey, with this thing, you know what people are not talking about. Uh, when you go back to Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard was a uh, he was good once he got the ball in his hands. That uh, but uh, Mac Jones is hitting these uh, tremendous long balls. We've never had, uh, we haven't had. Hey, nor has anybody else in quite some time. I don't know how far you got to go back to find a long ball slinger the way uh, the likes of Mac Jones. Tell, well, tell me about it. What do you think? I think you've brought up a good point, Pat. Had Julio Jones had quarterbacks like Tua Tungavaloa and Mac Jones throwing him passes that could get him in very small windows, he would have definitely had a better career. Uh, he's a great. He's a great. Uh, maybe one of the greatest of all times in the NFL by the time his career is done. But Devontae Smith, when you have a player like Devontae Smith and you get him the ball in some tight spaces and let him opportunity to make plays, it definitely enhances his uh, uh, his his own play. So I think you're right. I think Mac Jones has been a very beneficial. You can't catch the ball without someone throwing it to you, and you can't just throw it to him. In other words, you can't get me and you out there, Pat, to throw it to him. You gotta have somebody know what they're doing, and Mac Jones has done a great job of of, of helping increase the value of uh, Devontae Smith. So I, I agree yeah. with one hundred percent. He should get some of the credit as well. Yeah, well, now I'm just talking about that. how far back do you think you got to go to find a long ball swinger uh, that has had the accuracy of uh, of Mac? I mean, hey, even in the NFL, you got to go a long, long way. To find somebody that's completing balls over forty yards the way he is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot to be said about being able to have an accurate deep ball. He definitely does. I think he'll. I think he'll translate on the next level for McDonald. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. I think we should win. That. Uh, I just hope that. Uh, hey, this thing because hey, uh, I love football recruiting. We haven't finished the 2021 season yet, uh, but. Oh, having something to do besides recruiting uh, in uh, Alabama basketball uh, would be special. And, uh, you know, it's uh, just a shame that this is is a COVID year where we can't just make Rock Coleman Coliseum with 17, 16, 17,000 people hanging from the rafters. What do you think? I agree 100%. I think Alabama basketball uh, is a – is a hidden diamond in the rough right now. That if you don't catch it right now, you, you, you know you, you're going to miss a whole building. A, he's building a great program, in Alabama, and this is a, it's unfortunate that we can't pack Coleman Coliseum to help him out. Uh, but uh, still, watch it. Watch it on TV. Get interested in it. Follow Alabama basketball. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Gotcha. Hey, have a blessed day, DC. Thank you, James, for uh, letting me hold for him. 
and uh, hey, y'all have a great week, and uh, let's get ready to uh, and and do not please do not James call them the Ohio State University anymore. They do not <laughs> deserve the word the in front of their name. Hey, have a blessed one, James. All Bye-bye. right, thank you thank so you, Pat. thanks, Pat. I appreciate it, and and I have uh, I'm I'm laughing here too, DC, because I got uh, Martin Houston texting me this morning. Uh, saying Devonte is best. Others have uh, may have been more talented, but there's a difference there. What do you agree with that? Talent and, and being the best. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the difference in in being talented and being the best at what you do. Right. Uh, the best at what you do is what you do with the talent God's given you. There's a lot of people that are great, gifted talents that were great talents, but wasted that talent. Uh, so I, I understand what he said. But the, Julio Jones, in my opinion, is is on par with the greatest ability and talent out there i don't think he had the weapons around him to be able to help him increase the value so i agree with martin in that sense i, I do think Devonte smith though is all, all around the best wide receiver in alabama history it's it's uh man it's so every time i i i just hear that i take a step back because i just I, I try not to think of the fact that we have had so much talent come through uh, the University of Alabama. I saw a stat yesterday. Well, there's two stats I saw yesterday, and, and I want to kind of get your reaction, and then we'll take a quick break here. But the the first one is this. Out of 14 years, this will be uh, uh, Nick Saban's eighth national championship game. Eight. It's unbelievable. I don't think it's unprecedented. Anyone's ever done that before. I mean, it's it's just it, it's impossible. Like you you look back and and they were talking about this on Ryan Fowler's show uh, yesterday, and one of the things that he said really st- struck out to me was, to me the 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 biggest thing about this is that Nick Saban said this back in two thousand seven. He said this was the kind of teams that he wanted to have. He wanted to be a champion. He wanted to be involved in the national championship picture, and. He's done that consistently uh, almost every season since he's been here. I mean, talk, D.C., about the, just the dominance of Nick Saban for a moment. Well, I think one thing that Nick Saban has that no other coach has, and I, I'll just be honest with you, is, is the drive to win. I think when he says he hates losing worse than he uh, likes winning, it's, more, more, it's, it's so important because so many coaches, once they reach the pinnacle, they've won the national championship. You know, they have they've made it. When Coach Saban won the national championship at Alabama and he hoisted that trophy in the middle of Brian Denny Stadium for that big fan day when we were all were there cheering, he meant it when he said, and we're not done yet. This is, in other words, he said, he said, this isn't, this isn't the reason I came here. I came here to build a dynasty of champions that will win uh, multiple championships. And I think that's the difference in, in Coach Saban. He has the drive. Uh, he has the competitive spirit. Uh, that reaching a one national championship game is not it for him, uh, and I think I think he shows in, in what he's built here at Alabama. And those who uh, the Dan Walkins of the world who said, "Hey, the dynasty's over uh, after we got beat by Ole Miss that time," you know those those type things are old news now because uh, he's done more after that game uh, than he did before the game. So I I think that uh, Nick Saban has solidified his uh, place in the history of Alabama football as, as the best coach. In Alabama, and I and I, and I know Bear Bryant was a great coach, and and I I was under him, uh, lived through all the great wins he had. But uh, you know, though Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, the two best coaches in the Alabama history. I always like to ask people who, and and I 
I wasn't aware of that DC. See, I learned new things doing this every day that you were, you were around obviously with bear Bryant and things like that. What, what's, what do you think are just some quick before we go to break? What are some differences do you think between the two? Are there or there are are there any similarities between the two coaching styles? Very similar, very similar. Coach Coach Bryant, uh, you know, I came along late in Coach Bryant's career, uh, but I was able to be one of the first uh, workers at the Bryant Museum right after Coach Bryant's death. My friend Gary Shores and I helped collect all the memorabilia and all the data for for the building of the Bryant Museum uh, collective collection so uh we got to see everything if you went through coach bryant the history of coach bryant and, and his his uh, organization the things that he uh the process that he had by, for, the, for the for the players to play and what they had to do it, it's so much like uh coach coach uh saban's process uh it had uh and, and there's few coaches that have that mindset to try to invest in the players to make the players great to make the program great uh and then talk about the we instead of the me I think both of them had that idea. I think both of them were great motivators. I think both of them were, were, were hated to lose uh, more than they liked to win. And I think, uh, you know, Bear Bryant would say it oftentimes, I, I love, uh, I like to win, but I hate to lose. And, and Coach Bryant has said, uh, uh, Coach, Coach Saban has said that over and over. So I think very similar. Uh, I think uh, Coach, Coach Bryant was tough on his players. He expected a lot out of them. And I think Coach Saban is tough on his players and he expects a lot out of them. But, there were times that Coach Bryant uh, was, uh, you know, it was was personable with his players, and same thing as Coach Saban. Those times we don't see a lot of, but so I think they're very similar, uh, just two different eras, uh, but really taking that taking that whole process to the next level. You know, Matt Campbell, coach at Iowa State, he made a quote this week after winning winning their big bowl game, uh, and, and it was it was similar to what Coach Saban says. You know, you got to buy into the process. You can get a player to buy into the process. And talk about we instead of me. Uh, you can make a difference in a program. Those few, those coaches are few and far between. And, and when you have a coach like that, that that talks about that, like a coach Bryant, coach Saban, uh, then you can make a difference to build a dynasty instead of building a good football team. That's DC Capstone from the DC Capstone Report joining us uh, live here on the Martin Houston Show. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. DC, stay right where you're at, buddy. We're going to have you on the other side. And and coming up on the other side. We are going to transition a little bit here to some Alabama basketball. Alabama basketball has got a big game uh, tonight against the Florida Gators, and we're going to highlight that game. We're going to talk about their big win over nationally ranked uh, Tennessee over the weekend, and we would love for you to join the conversation on the Taco Casa hotline. Phone number is 205-342-9904. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. The towns of Nissan traffic center very foggy around the area, so please slow down. Be careful. Slow traffic 2059 westbound between McFarland and Buttermilk Road with limited visibility, so just take it easy. And if you see other conditions, give us a call. Start the new year right with a brand new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer. Towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service 
experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I love this song. I I don't know about you, DC, but there's something about that drum solo that just uh, gets me going at 6 a.m. It does. It's a love old Phil Collins. He was a great singer, one of the few singers that played the drums and sang at the same time. So it's really, really, really good to hear that rolling off. Yeah, I can, I can barely walk and, and chew gum at the same time. You know, it's it's try try to be funny this morning. But anyway, well, you are you are funny. I'm sure everybody's laughing out there. Oh, I'm sure they are. Walk. I'm sure they are. But for different reasons. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back into the Martin Houston show this morning. Uh, we're glad that you're with us. My name is James Ludeman. In case you're listening, uh, obviously Martin Houston is uh, out today. He is uh, with his son. They're going on a visit today, so that's that's exciting stuff. And uh, we're going to transition now the conversation and talk about some Alabama basketball. And uh, it was a, a huge. What I would I would say is probably one of, if not the biggest, uh, wins in the uh, short career of Nate Oates here at Alabama. Uh, D.C., real quick, we, we do have a call we're going to take from Tom here in a second, but I want to get your thoughts and, and evaluation of uh, what happened in Knoxville on Saturday. Well, I think Alabama showed up and played a complete game, uh, did a really good job. Uh, three, the threes were hitting. You know, they say you live by the three, you die by the three. In this, in this game, the threes were hitting, but our rebounding was better. Our defense had definitely ratcheted up a level. And I think overall the difference between this team and the, and the other NATO team or the other la- last few years of Alabama teams is this team is not just five, seven, or eight players. This team is a complete team. You can go nine or ten deep 
situational uh, basketball and still uh, make a difference on the on the team on the on the in the play. So I think we came in, we matched up well against Tennessee. Uh, I think we caught Tennessee off guard. They were undefeated. Thought Alabama was coming in as the same old Alabama, uh, and I think that we took advantage of that uh, and uh, just overall beat them, uh, beat them across the board uh, in rebounding. I think uh, outdid them in defense and outdid them in hustle. We're going to jump out to the Taco Casa hotline. We're going to bring Tom into the conversation. Good morning, Tom. Hey, James. Thanks for taking my call. Morning, D.C. Morning, Tom. How are you this morning? Good to talk I'm to you as great. always. I'm great. Uh, everything is going just really good around the University of Alabama. That makes my day go good. I agree 100%. Things like things are – everything's on the up and up. Yeah, Heisman, National Championship, basketball team. Uh, showed some life, and uh, uh, I wanted to talk basketball a little bit this morning, and uh, I think you hit on it. And uh, uh, the thing about it is that uh, you, you brought up the fact that defense, uh, that we showed so much fire on the defensive end, and uh, and I want to speculate a little bit if I could. I think that's legal uh, on talk radio, but uh, – I want to see them come out with defensive intensity every game like they did against Tennessee. And as soon as this team learns what Coach Oates has been trying to get them to understand is our offense predicates off of the fact that defensive intensity and uh, and it showed, I think, Saturday night. Well, you're, you're exactly right, uh, Tom. The, the, you're, what you, you've hit right, hit the nail right on the head. The defensive intensity that we came out with, we need to come out with every game we play, whoever we're playing, because that is what makes our offense run. Our offense runs when we have good defense and get turnovers and get good rebounds. That's what starts the whole offensive plan for NATO. It's not a stand in the four corners and run a play type. Offense. You're running plays, but you're running plays that you've been drilled into your head with muscle memory when you're going on the fast breaks. So, you know, I, I really agree with you 100%. Defense is what it's going to take in order to in in order to get this team to go further into the, the into the league this year. And not only that, but we're going to have to have depth, which I think we've really shown a lot more depth this year. I, I agree, uh, and I like this rotation that uh, he's he's uh, slowly put together. Uh, of how many players can come in and give you something different, and uh, but uh, the main thing though is is tonight. Uh, a lot of people does, they don't have the faith that Alabama can win this game. I do. Uh, I, I see something in this team, but I, to me, uh, just a layman's uh, type observation. We are so much better when our defense is fresh. It seems like. If our defensive intensity is real high, then we ain't got time to think about shots that we miss. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you say, a muscle memory, and uh, you just go down there and kind of do it. You know what I mean? I do. I go exactly what you mean. And I three and this. Some people have always said, David, you're crazy. You're crazy when you say this, but here's the truth. I feel like. Uh, three-point shooting, catch and shoot is better than having to stand there, wait for the ball, get it, and then shoot the ball. Catch and it, shoot it, it allows you that. not it, to watch, it. not to think about what you're doing, just going right. on what you know to do, and that's put the ball in the basket with your muscle memory and your eye-hand coordination. 
And that's when Alabama plays the three-point shot the best. Not when they work around a shot for a three-point shot, but when they're in transition and getting the ball to the open person and they quickly catch and shoot. I mean, it's something to be said. Uh, to me, all the years that I've been watching Alabama basketball, it's something to be said about flow. And uh, it seems to me over the years uh, when, when a team gets into a flow, that's why the opposing team calls timeouts to stop that flow. But when, that, when our team, this team particularly, when they're in the flow, they're very difficult to deal with. But anyway, I want to bring that up. Thanks for uh, letting me say what I got to say. And uh, thanks for uh, being on every Tuesday. Well, thank you, Tom. It's always great to hear from you, and I appreciate your insight, especially today on Alabama basketball. I think you hit the nail around the head. Thanks, D.C. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, man. All right, that was Tom joining us on the Taco Casa Hotline. Of course, if you want to join us, uh, we, we do have a few minutes left here uh, to join the conversation uh, at 205-342-9904 on the Taco Casa Hotline. Do you see there's one thing, one other thing I wanted to ask quickly about Alabama basketball, one thing we didn't really touch on here. Uh, John Petty, named SEC Co-Player of the Week, uh, obviously well-deserved. Uh, one of the things, you know, I was at the game a, a few weeks ago that, that he uh, sat out and, and didn't play, and he came back against Ole Miss and played well. Um, just tell me what your evaluation is of John Petty so far. I know it's been a short season so far, but just what, what's your evaluation of John Petty uh, so far? Well, I think that uh, early on he played tentatively. I'm going to be honest with you. I think early on he played tentative. I think he played – he was playing, uh, you know, not to hurt his chances. Um, and I think he was playing to save himself. And I think that that was what caught the eyes of some of the coaches. And and I think uh, him sitting out was a good thing. And I think it's lit a fire under him. Uh, and I'm I'm pleased that he he definitely deserved the Offensive Player of the Week. He had a great production against Tennessee. I want to see John Petty consistently bring – uh, the defensive intensity that he needs to bring in order to make uh, to be a, a team player, in order to create shots for himself on the other end and other players. So uh, I think that's been petty. If he can bring the defensive intensity that he needs to every game, not take a playoff not, and not uh, take a series off, uh, I think he he is one of the best uh, players uh, in the league right now. And he, once he does that. And I know, again, people think that's crazy, but once he brings a defensive intensity, he's going to set himself up to get into that flow where there are times where he can't miss a three in games when he's in the flow. And when he gets in that, I think you'll see even a greater game come out of John Petty. I think his greater games are down the road this year. Florida, uh, coming into this game, their last game was on uh, this past Saturday. Uh, they defeated the LSU Tigers at home. And they will play Alabama tonight in Coleman Coliseum at 6 p.m. Make sure you guys are, if you're listening right now, do yourself a favor, find a way to go. It is it is absolutely worth it. Uh, I, it's probably sold out because most of the men's games are. But uh, if you got a friend that's not going or something, find a way to uh, get into that game if you can. We're going to take our last break here on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, we got D.C. Capstone. We're going to kind of tie a bow on the show today. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ohio State and uh, Alabama coming up this weekend. If you want to join the conversation on the Taco Casa Hotline, 
888-900-9904. We're going to take our last break on the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsville Nissan Traffic Center, it's as foggy as I've seen in a long time. We're seeing delays around the area because of this, so please slow down and be careful. And if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. Start the new year right with a brand new Nissan from your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. A dense fog advisory remains in effect until 9 for all of West Alabama. Court records reveal 57-year-old Henry Jewell Snow has been indicted on rape and sodomy charges. They come after a woman reported the former teacher and softball coach assaulted her when she was a student at Holt High School in the 1990s. Snow was arrested in Baldwin County, where he has been an elementary school teacher. $300,000 from the Northport First Fund will go to schools within the city limits. The council approved the grant last night. I'm Don Hart. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Coming back in to finish the show up with uh, a little Piano Man this morning. Piano Man kind of getting us going there. Uh, DC, let's transition here as we only got a few minutes left uh, in the program. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about this matchup against Ohio State. Uh, What are some of the matchup problems based on, and I know we've only had, you know, seven games for Ohio State. Uh, I'm still trying to rack my brain around that one. But uh, what are some of the matchup problems do you think that, that Alabama's going to face when they play Ohio State on Monday? Well, I think uh, number one's got to be keeping Justin Fields uh, in the pocket, not letting him extend plays on third downs with his uh, leg, putting pressure on the quarterback. I think he has a, has a tendency to do that and be able to, to get out of the pocket and make some great runs. Uh, I'm not sure how, how healthy he's going to be in this game for him to do that, but uh, I think if we get some pressure on the quarterback, get a couple of sacks, and keep him uh, in the pocket, it'll be a, be a pretty good matchup there. I think uh, one thing we have to do is uh, we have to uh, bottle up their running back. I think Trey Sermon is really good. He's had a couple of great explosive games to play. Uh, but I think if we take a page out of Northwestern's book, Indiana's book, and, and stop the run and, and make them try to rely on the pass, uh, I think when you put them in a situation where they have to pass and have to complete passes, uh, and we can stop the run, then Fields has a tendency to throw some interceptions and, and uh, not be able to-
able to read the coverages as good. So I think that's where we have to do to, to match up well there. I think our defense, I, I said this on the podcast, we got to be more physical up front on both sides of the ball. Our offensive line, our defensive line, when we match up against their defensive line, offensive line, has to be more physical than they are. They're a really big physical offensive line and defensive line, and I think we got to match up well with them. The one matchup that I think we can take advantage of uh, happens to be against our best player, Devontae Smith. Uh, Their cornerback, number 24, if you watch the film on this Clemson game, if you watch some other games they've been in, he's a great cornerback and does a great job. But uh, the Clemson athletic wide receivers were able to uh, make some plays against him. And I, th- I really believe Devontae Smith uh, is uh, going to have a big, have a big game in this game. I think he's, he's really will, really can. I think they're going to concentrate on try to shut him down. And when they do that, I really believe that it uh, that, that he's going to take advantage of some of the coverage that they have against him. I think, in my opinion, Jalen Waddle will be practicing and coming back. I don't know how much he'll play or if he'll ever play in this game. But I think the fact that Ohio State has to prepare to defend against him put Devontae Smith in a lot of one-on-one situations that he'll be able to take advantage of. All right, D.C. Capstone, real quick. Uh, we got about a minute left here in the show before we got to get rolling, but uh, tell us, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, what, what you got going on this week. Well, the podcast is already up. You can find me at dccapstonereport.com, the D.C. Capstone uh, Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook and also at davidcott50 on Twitter. Check out Lance's sites at RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com for some great Alabama content. All right, that's DC Capstone. You find him and uh, his his great podcast. I was listening to it uh, last night as well. So great job, sir. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. And Alabama wins this game 48-31. That's my prediction. And Roll Tide, James. 48-31. I like it. All right, well, that was DC Capstone joining us on the Martin Houston Show. We're going to get out of here, get ready for inside the locker room with Coach Barry and and, uh, Wimp Sanderson this morning as they uh, continue to get you ready for Alabama National Championship this Monday uh, versus the Ohio State Buckeyes today. Thank you so much for listening to the program this morning. Thank you to Martin Houston for allowing me to come in and, and substitute teach today. And uh, thank you all so much for listening this morning. As always, as we do every show, be kind to one another. Have a great day. Be safe driving out there. And as always, roll tide.